Awesome. Let's welcome Maggie Cook to the Entrepreneur Studio. So good to have you Thank here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Wow. So, um, uh, you know, I, I got a little emotional just watching your story there. Uh, you said to me backstage that you've seen that video so many times and you still get emotional as well. Talk us through that. What's, uh, what's the thing that really draws out the emotion out of that video? It's um, part of going back mm. to where I used to be, but knowing that I'm no longer there. And also knowing that with what I do, that I'm able to make a difference and not only inspire others, but also contribute back to where I came from. Because mm -hmm. you uh, have a unique story where you came from uh, nothing, maybe less than nothing, right? The orphanage yes. mm -hmm. uh, to selling a manufacturing business of salsa. Yes. <laughs> for $231 million? Yes, it sold with Garden Fresh, yes. So tell us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about um, why salsa? You know, if you asked me 20 years ago, uh, 20 years ago, if I would be making salsa for a living, I would tell you, you're nuts. But it was an opportunity and I was really looking for something to prove my caregiver wrong because he told me that I would never amount to anything, that I would die in prison and with AIDS because I came out to him as gay. Wow. So that was an opportunity that came and it came through college when I would make it for my uh people in the dorms and they would tell my teachers and my teachers would have it bring it to class. And then I got entered into that salsa contest. So it was kind of like, uh, you know, several events that took place. And once I saw the opportunity, I just decided to grab onto it and do the best that I could. Do you feel like you took a something to prove moment? Uh, and that then you hit the, this pinnacle, right? Uh -huh. Did you feel like there was a stage before, maybe a stage as a couple of stages after in your in your life? Well, you know, one of the biggest things that I discovered was that never to run a business based on fear. Always run a business based on purpose. Mm. Because when you run a business based on fear, there's an energy there. You'll get ahead a certain, you know, amount, but then you'll get stuck. You'll you'll be blocked from success. But when you change that, that was my rediscovery. When you change that to, to having a purpose, a meaning behind what you do, actually that happened when my father died because I had, didn't have anybody else to prove. <laughs> and uh, he actually wrote me a letter a week before he died telling me that he was so proud of me. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, but it took me a rediscovery to knowing that, and, and once that happened, that's when the company really grew tremendously and then it sold to Campbell. So Wait a second. So you're saying you had this maybe this foundation of fear or this need having to prove something. And there was a moment that the growth really took over when you started to identify sort of your purpose and doing it from a different exactly. place. What are some of the thoughts and feelings that you had that helped you move over into purpose? Well, I think that I was at a place where I knew that I couldn't please anybody else. Wow. And I had to be in a place of, okay, why am I here? Why am I living, existing? There's a purpose for each and every one of us in this time and space. And if you are not walking in it, you're not going to find that fulfillment in life. Um, you have to truly discover or rediscover, in my case, to be able to, because when you leave it, uh, live a many, meaningful life, 
then life is worth uh, living, truly. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You said something backstage that struck me, um, and it was about the poll that you took. Tell uh, everybody the story about the poll. So um, it is very, very important that to, to understand that when you have a culture, but also when you are dealing with your customers and clients, is you always want to grow, and you always want to discover what their interests are and how can you make a, a, you know, a more prosperous business yeah. in both ways. Yeah. And so my brother and I conducted a poll, not only to our manufacturing uh, plant, but also to many other manufacturing plants. And the poll was based on what people care the most about. And one of them was money. The other one was environment. The other one was growth. And the other one was family. And guess what came up first? Not money. Family was number one. That's awesome. They wanted to have a sense of family. And the second one was environment. They wanted to have a good environment. Uh, and last was money. Last was money. And it was really a true eye-opening moment for me because my mother actually came to visit the manufacturing plant when we were really growing. And she was sitting in my office and one of my team members, his name is Lonnie, knocked on the door and I said, yeah, come in. And he says, Maggie, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted, and he tapped me on my shoulder. He says, I just wanted to let you know that somebody threw beer bottles in the building outside and I cleaned them up for you, okay? And I said, thank you, Lonnie. I gave him a hug. And he left and my mother said, wow, they really care about you. And I said, mom, that's really a family. That's and awesome. uh, that's when I knew that we were in the right track of understanding. And the fact that she was able to see that. And I, I think it goes back to a moment in, a, in the orphanage where I, when I was living with all those kids that there was no culture. It was just two caregivers and all of us, and we grew ourselves up. So I always lived on, you know, trying to see how other people do the, live their lives and how I can make it better or not try to repeat other people's mistakes. Mm, that's good. You know, one of the things that uh, we talk about a lot is, um, you know, entrepreneurship is super difficult. You know, success is no accident. Right. Got to do the work. And one of the things that uh, we talk about is, you need to have your entrepreneurial family with you. Yes. And you in your business, right? Going from $800, right? To this hugely successful salsa business. Mm -hmm. You have these stages. Mm -hmm. What are some of the, uh, what's your entrepreneurial family, your support system uh -huh. that you've had? Has it always been the same or has there been different families along the way or different, you know, uh, you know, bringing new people in or things like that. Talk to me about your entrepreneurial family. So, you know, part of building that entrepreneurial family really goes down to my why. You know, why am I doing what I'm doing? And what's the purpose behind it? I'll tell you a quick story. When I started my salsa company and all of a sudden, you know, Whole Foods wanted the product. I actually got rejected by 90 different stores. And wow. finally, Whole Foods wanted it. And so their ask was a ton of salsa. And at that time, I was only making like 250 pounds a week. And that, they wanted a ton for one week. And I didn't know how to hire people. And I went to the state, the, to the SBA, and they told me, go to the state and they'll provide. And I said, okay. So I called them. And the next day, I had 20 people, exactly what I needed. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And I remember I put them in a room and I got up in the center of the room and I said, hey guys, my name is Maria Magdalena de la Cruz Cucarcia. I have an awesome pico de gallo de salsa. I know you guys would love it. 
and look, Whole Foods wants it, and, and we're going to be amazing, and, and guess what? We're going to become the largest fresh salsa company in the U.S., and you guys are going to help me take it there. And they were, oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, they were yeah. so excited. So I remember we started production, and every day for lunch, I would buy them lunch, and we would always talk about how we could improve production. And when we finished that little, you know, talk with everybody, everybody's always so excited. Uh, we were sitting on the rocks outside, and this African-American guy stayed behind and I said, hey, what's up? What's going on? He said, Maggie, I just wanted to tell you thank you so much for hiring me because nobody else would hire me. And I said, why not? You're awesome. He says, well, I just came out of prison and I did this, this, and that. And I was like, la, 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 la. <laughs> I don't want to know anything. Listen, you're awesome. Just go. Just... And so I was like, oh, my God, I have a convict convicted felon in yeah. my... And so I went I, outside and I called the state and I said, hey, you sent me a guy from prison. He says, oh, yeah, they're all from prison. <laughs> <laughs> but they were the best working people I ever had wow. because I took them with my why. And it's part of building that family. And it's put, putting that thought in that idea of, you know, what would Maggie do in any situation? It's part of, of the bigger why is taking you with me. And so out of that was birth uh, enthusiasm. Uh, they were compensated for any new ideas, which made them want to create new ideas to make it better. And that's really how it grew. And I think with everything in a business, it's, it's all about energy. You know, you do attract that which you are so and that which true. you put out. And so you begin to manifest the people, place, and circumstances to take you closer to your goal. And that's really how you begin to grow a big family. That's amazing. Did you have any idea the business would have this, the exit or the wild success that it had? No. <laughs> you were just going after it. No, but I did make affirmations. Um, sometimes I had to pinch myself and I would meditate and, and manifest these things. Like when I manifested the Walmart contract, I was like, the largest supermarket in the world is going to call me. I didn't say the name because I didn't want to limit myself. And when they called me, I told my business partner, uh, and she says, Frank, hang up. So it was Walmart. They're like, we looked at 10 companies online. We saw yours. We think yours is the best. You want to sell to Walmart. And so I had to, is this a prank? They're like, no, we're the real deal. So They was, called you. Yeah, they called me. That's amazing. And a month later, I was in Bentonville shaking the hand of the guy that is the main guy for all the Walmarts and the Sam's Clubs of the entire United States. And that's really where, where everything began. Man, that is amazing. So, well, you know, what are, what are, what is like, I'm going to talk about a business challenge, right? What is the biggest business challenge you've ever had? And then what did you do? Like, what are, what are the thoughts you have? What did you do to overcome that business challenge? I think it really is going to go back to feeling a uh, fear of failure. Okay. And that would have, that had to do tremendously with my father. And that was a, a great challenge for me because I didn't want to fail. So I was trying to figure out everything else that I could do to make it a success. But then I knew, I didn't know at the time that that fear was holding me back. And that is very challenging because I could have been stuck, you know? And a lot of people think, you know, I do coach people and they come to me and they said, oh, I have this, this block in business and I can't get ahead. And 
nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with the business, but something that is very personal to them that they haven't fixed from an earlier time. Wow. And so sometimes you have to look within in order to work the great things outside of us. That's amazing. One of the things that the theme that I'm, I'm really picked up from you is <clears throat> there is a self-discovery that you, you, it seems like you're constantly doing. Yes. So how, what is something that you did, uh, you know, that you went from being able to prove it to living in purpose, what self-discovery, what were the things that got you to see, you know, the things you were thinking, the mindset you had, the, the fears, the questions, the thoughts, what, what a lot of us aren't necessarily that self-aware. What was Uh something that got you to that layer to start thinking and feeling that way? I think the biggest thing that I had the realization of was remember to remember that we are so much more powerful than we think we are. Here's the thing. Every moment, when, every morning when we wake up, we forget. Mm. It's like a control out delete, right? So every morning you have to remember to remember that you are so much more than what you see, so much more than what you think, so, mom, so much more than what others think of you. So when you live in a stage of uh, being, knowing that you're just a spiritual being having a human experience, yeah, and then you become limitless in a way that nothing stops you, only your thinking, and nobody else outside of you can waver you because you're so centered in who you know that you really are. That's awesome. So uh, one of the things that I think is really interesting is uh, just knowing our value as entrepreneurs, as uh, leaders, as you know, lead, whether you're leading self, leading others, or leading the business. Mm-hmm. Um, what is? What do you think is, or do you believe is the most valuable thing that Maggie Cook brings to this world? I think the humility is important, and always remember where you came from but also knowing that you have to put yourself in other people's shoes. Mm. You have to listen to them to understand them in order to create that connection, in order to create that growth, whether, whatever it is, even in your personal life, even if it's a business. So it's part of EQ, emotional intelligence. Being vulnerable enough to accept that, you know, another person is real too, that they're very real and they're very much like you. And being able to listen to them and, and put yourself in their shoes and see the world how they see it in order to be able to help them, I think that's that's a gift that every one of us has. Mm. Well, you seem to have learned a lot from experience. Yes. <laughs> and I like something that you said about being able to uh, you know learn from other people's mistakes. What is the most? Um, what's the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you? Best piece of advice. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm asking some tough ones up here. <laughs> um, I think one goes back to when I was a basketball player in high school, and I was told by my coach that it didn't matter how nice our uniforms were. If we sucked, then <laughs> we, we weren't anything, right? So it's important. It's, it, what, what we are outside has nothing to do with what we are inside. So if we can perfect the game inside... I think that can bring us uh, limitless success. Okay, that's super good. Perfect the game inside. That's amazing. I think um, what what is uh, what like what's next for you? You know. So, yes. So I'm I'm right now speaking, and by the way, most of what is made of speaking and selling books goes back to Mexico, the orphanage and kids and all, all that uh, human sex trafficking. 
Um, <laughs> so what's next is I'm just continuing to, to speak in stages. And we are working on a movie, so oh, hopefully wow. it'll be able to inspire and, That's and amazing. make a difference in a bigger way. That's amazing. Yeah, I think um, you know we we talk about you know success being no accident. What is uh, what is something that you felt like you, you were talking about manifesting too? But like, mm -hmm. what is something that is like it seems so accident that happened that was so amazing? What's something that really and it could be personal or business? It was accident. Yeah, it seemed like uh -huh, an accident, uh -huh. right? You stumbled into it. So when I was in high school, I got recruited to play basketball for the Mexican national team. And um, we went to Mexico City. They recruited me. And then I came back and waited for three months and never heard from them. And then my father introduced American football <laughs> and I broke my collarbone. And he told me, he's a doctor. Your dreams are over. And I cried, but I just believed that there was something better. If this happened, there must be something better. And that's been the mentality. And so three days later, they called and I couldn't go. And I was like, ah. Oh, my goodness. And But luckily that summer, my parents took a bus to the United States with all my 68 siblings. Yeah. And we got invited to a picnic in West Virginia. And there was a basketball court. And there happened to be the coach of the University of Charleston. And she saw me play. And she told my father, I want her to come play for me in a scholarship. No that's why I'm way. here today. But if I would have listened to my father as a doctor and said, my dreams are over and I wouldn't have played that day, I wouldn't be speaking to you today. Man, that's amazing. That is amazing. All right. So we have this thing called rapid fire. Uh Oh, okay. It's going to be kind of fun. We called it lightning round yesterday, but it's really called rapid fire. Okay. Uh, I have seven questions for you. Okay. Give me your, your shortest answer okay. uh, and we'll go through. Okay. You ready? Yes. Number one, what is the secret to making a really good salsa? Oh, <laughs> I'll have to kill you. I'm just. <laughs> you signed a contract. <laughs> the secret to the secret ingredient, it's you. Oh, there we because go. There's so many products out there. I think it's the, the why, the passion to make something come true. It's the secret is you. And doing that at scale is. Yes. That's the clicker. Yes. All right. Uh, number two, you provide a lot of inspirational content on Instagram. What inspires you? What inspires me? Being able to make a difference. Oh. And if I, I get a lot of messages of people, oh my gosh, this was right for me today. That makes me, my heart sing. So. That's awesome. Yes. All right. Number three, aside from Mexican food, what other culinary regions do you like to explore? Um, I just, I, I'm vegan, so I just uh, eat as fresh as possible. And uh, I just found everybody's different, and that's okay. And I just find that it gives me a lot of energy, and, and I feel more alive when, I'm, when I eat that way. All right. That's awesome. Do you still eat your own salsa? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple more. Number five, what's your pet peeve? Um, that is something that I don't like, right? Yeah. Um, you particularly peeve. do not like. Do yes. not like. I do not like to be around people who are negative. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Number six. Yeah, there you go. Number six. What are, you know, your three core values? I think um, always treating others like I was treating myself. Always remembering my purpose daily. And 
always remember where I came from and stay humble. That's awesome. It's awesome. Last question. Yes. Let's say you have a billboard mm -hmm. on the side of a highway yes. that only female business owners drive by. What is the single message or piece of advice that you would share with those ladies? I would say Girls. that do not compare yourself with anyone else. When you even compare yourselves to say equal to men, you begin to lose. You're already losing. Wow. I would say that you are so much more powerful than you know, that you think you are. And you become limitless when you have that understanding. I love it. Yep. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Thank so glad you. to have you. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.